Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another edition of the TVH Sports Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Henry, joined here by Koki Riley, Ethan Jordan, and Alex Weiner. It's the old Road to Glory crew, and what a better time. October baseball in full swing. We are set for the ALCS and NLCS. And before we talk about the games that transpired, before we talk about the games that are going to, uh, we do have to address the uh, massive L in the room from pretty much all of us. Uh, we did make our picks for the ALDS and NLDS series. Uh, we collectively went six for 16. We still have four of our eight World Series picks from the original uh, setup remaining. Uh, kind of a tough one on our part, but, you know, we did make some good picks as well. So, you know, ultimately things didn't go the way that I think a lot of the experts expected. Um, but looking at things as they are set up here, Tampa Bay falls to the Boston Red Sox. Koki, I'll give you a chance to talk about that here in just a moment. Uh, Boston takes that series 3-1. The White Sox fall the Houston Astros 3-1. So we've got a Red Sox Astros ALCS. We've got a Dodgers Braves NLCS after the Dodgers took care of the San Francisco Giants last night and the Braves take care of the Milwaukee Brewers a little bit earlier this week. Let's start it out with just a quick recap of that Boston and Rays series. And Koki, you were the highest on this team, but none of us, none of us really felt like we were confident enough to actually pick them. Uh, your Red Sox and uh, doing Red Sox things here in October. Maybe my memory is bad, but was I the highest on the Red Sox? You were absolutely the highest on the Red Sox. Yes. Okay. 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 I still picked the Rays at four. I wasn't like, I was like, they're going to win. I I, I didn't, I didn't pull that BS. Um, But yeah, I mean, what happened to the Red Sox was, uh, was literally best case scenario from the second inning of game two on. Um, I mean, the offense became an absolute juggernaut and it got to the point where it almost didn't matter who the Rays were going to throw. They were going to hit him. And, uh, and I did mention, I will say uh, that, you know, the lack of um, I don't say postseason experience, but just going deep into games experience with their starters, especially in big playoff games, it did come back to bite them at the end. I mean, it was Shane Boz in game two. Um, I mean, they had to throw, they had to start McHugh in game four because, and then they had McClanahan come in relief and he didn't give them any innings and they ended up having an innings problem. And one of the reasons why is they didn't really have that much um, established starting pitching. And you can get away with that in the regular season and you can mix and match um, arms and call guys up and down, but the postseason your roster set and you need some innings from your starters. You need a couple of games where they go five or six innings and they just, other than game one, they didn't get that. And, then ended up biting them in the butt. And then offensively, it just seemed like the Rays offense um, really got stymied by, you know, lack of the, the, the fact that it's a very platoon heavy lineup and they couldn't, and it's hard to platoon as much when your opponent is willing to throw uh, completely different pitchers in the third inning, third innings of games and kind of guys come in and out and, uh, combine all that with some Red Sox luck and some Red Sox offense, then all of a sudden you get, you get the Red Sox win the series in four games. Um, and I, I was right in the fact that it would be a more competitive series than what, what some uh, may have believed heading into it. But I did, surely didn't expect this. I, I mean, I didn't expect the ball to hit off the wall, hit off the ground, hit off Hunter Renfro's thigh and go into the, into the bullpen. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen. One of the craziest things I've ever seen in baseball. And uh, it, it happened and it didn't decide the series. Uh, uh, oh, kind of thankfully it didn't decide the series. Vasquez <laughs> hit a two run home run the next inning. Um, 
But I mean, back-to-back walk-off wins at Fenway Park. It was the most entertaining divisional series I've really ever seen the Red Sox play. And they've played a lot of divisional series. Most of them are pretty boring, but um, that's still, I, I still think that's saying something. And, and, and I'm really interested to sort of um, get into this team and get into the Astros as we head into uh, the ALCS. Sure. The, the rings also played a, a little bit of a part as well. So, you know, the trop going to be doing trop things, a little bit of that backyard baseball field hazards to deal with. But yeah, as you mentioned, the Red Sox, they, you know, they really put it together and they power through They're heading to the ALCS. They will be taking on the Houston Astros and Alex, you and I were the only two in this group, but just really quickly for full disclosure, all four of us did pick the Rays. Two of us had the Rays in their original world series picks. Uh, Alex and I were the only two here that took the Houston Astros. We both really like this lineup and uh, oh boy, they, they showed up in a big, big way as well. Um, they take care of the Chicago White Sox three, one in that ALDS. What were the best things that you saw out of this Houston team? And what were some of maybe the surprises that you got as well? Uh, their offense is disgusting. And, and it was before the, the series started, like throughout the entire regular season, again, watching like, a, unfortunately watching a lot of angels games, they played the Astros a lot being in that division. It's just like, there are no outs here until you get to Martin Maldonado at number nine. And it's, it, it showed against the White Sox. We, we, we liked the White Sox I mean, even I liked the White Sox pitching depth. I liked the rotation. I liked the bullpen. But, yet, you know, it's also some young pitchers who, you know, have broken out this year but hasn't had sustained success like Carlos Rodon and, and Dylan Cease going up against perhaps the most power-heavy lineup in the American League. And they got beat, simply. And that's what makes this team so dangerous going forward because it's not the Astros pitching. It held up okay except for a couple of games. But – and now without McCullers, it's going to be really, really difficult to sort of judge how exactly they're going to look. But I mean, ultimately, this is the probably the best lineup uh, well, other than the Dodgers remaining, probably the best lineup heading into the playoffs other than the Dodgers potentially. And they showed up. I mean, if you give up that many runs, you're not going to win a series, especially in the postseason. And the White Sox just kind of weren't able to, to put away this lineup that just really stepped up. Yep. So pick wise, you and I picked the Astros, Ethan and Alex or Ethan Koki rather picked the White Sox. Ethan actually had or Koki correction, had the White Sox going to the World Series in his original pick. Um, but while we're giving credit where credit is due, Ethan, you are the only one among us bold enough to pick the Braves. And I believe you did it almost as a 50 50 thing just to go the other way. We thought the series was going to be a little bit close. Um, so much for that Brewers pitching. Apparently, it doesn't matter when you've got that kind of a lineup. That's kind of becoming a theme here in these next couple of games. Is this how you saw the Braves winning this series um, over the Brewers? Pretty much. I thought in order to win this series, the Braves would need to win game two, and they did it, and they still won the series. So that was something. But I, part of the reason I picked the Braves is, yes, because the rest of you picked the Brewers, but I also thought this Braves lineup was pretty good, even without Ronald Acuna Jr., and I did not care for the Brewers lineup. Uh, the Brewers lineup let them down in this series again because it hasn't been good all year. Their lineup isn't, is simply not good. And Christian Yelich has been not Christian Yelich this year. And you know, lo and behold, he magically didn't reappear in the... Ethan uh, 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 ...the Brewers' top two starters in the second half and... Sorry, what was that, what was that last point? You, you, you cut out there. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Clubhouse Wi-Fi, love it. Um, where did I cut out? Uh, just right before your last point there. But lo and behold, Christian Yelich 
didn't magically become MVP type Christian Yelich again. And the lineup simply wasn't enough. They don't have enough offensive firepower to contend with the Braves. And the pitching of the Braves is close enough to the Brewers, especially without Devin Williams. Braves bullpen was good enough. Their two starters, Morton and Freed, are, have matched the top two Brewers starters the second half of the season. And these teams were close in pitching, I thought, closer than some people, I think. And then lineup, it's not even close. And at the end of the day, you have a Braves team that simply overpowered the Brewers. Yep, no, absolutely. And obviously, you know, moving on, the Braves are going to have a tall task here because now they will have to face the Dodgers. They were going to have a tall task regardless um, of who they faced. Ethan, you were the only one who picked the Giants. You had them. And again, it was it was awfully close by the slimmest of margins. A lot of people are talking about that check swing that ultimately, you know, kind of ended the series. Um, but yeah, this is this was very close, you know, from start to finish between these two. A lot of really good games. Koki, I understand now your pain of being a baseball fan on the East Coast because uh, these these start times for these West Coast games are brutal. I'm like staying up until one in the morning, just praying to God we don't go to extra innings. Um, but nonetheless, good to see the Dodgers pull it out. I, I think Ethan made a really good point, even though you didn't get the pick right. Um, whoever came out of this was going to have a really solid chance to take down either the Brewers who struggle to hit or the Braves who don't quite have the strongest pitching staff in the world. So in that voice, on that note, let's just kind of keep it right here. Let's start by talking about the NLCS, which will get started, I believe, tomorrow. We've got the ALCS starting tonight, um, and this is going to be a good one. We've got the Braves and the Dodgers, um, and again, it sucks that Acuna is not in. It sucks that you know the, the Braves are down a couple of players, but we talk a lot about postseason momentum and, and what that can mean. Um, and Ethan, again, you were the guy who was highest on the Braves, um, talking about them in the ALDS. So let me ask you, or in the NLDS, um, do you have any confidence that they can potentially pull an upset here of this Dodgers juggernaut um, that's down a couple of players themselves here in the NLCS? I'll say this. I think the Braves are going to surprise people with how well they contend with the Dodgers. I don't think they're going to beat them, but I think the Giants starting pitching proved that there are ways to shut down this lineup. I think you'll see either Morton or Freed, maybe even Ian Anderson, who knows, come in and shut down this Dodgers lineup once or twice maybe a shutout, probably not, one or two runs. I think the Brewer, uh, the Braves starting pitching is going to be the talk of this series. They're not going to win it, but I think they are going to surprise people with their starting pitching. I, I just can't pick them over the Dodgers, though. The Dodgers' depth of lineup is much better than the Braves. The Braves have a good lineup. The Dodgers have a great one. And the bullpen conversation really isn't even one. Uh, the Dodgers' bullpen is far superior. I... Yeah, I think Ray's bullpen will give up a critical run at some point, and that'll be all she wrote, really. And that will really change the series. I think the Dodgers win this one. This is actually the series I'm less confident in picking, weirdly, but I'm going Dodgers in six for this one. I think the Braves give a fight. I don't think they go down quietly, but ultimately the Dodgers are too much. Sure, I agree with that. I, yeah. I think the Braves – I th when I watched the Braves Brewers series, I, I sort of looked at myself like, why the hell did I pick the Brewers to win? And I know why I picked the Brewers to win the series, but just watching them actually play against each other, it just is like, okay, the Braves starting pitchers are hanging with the Brewers starting pitchers and the Brewers lineup is definitely not hanging with this Braves lineup. And so why, why did I think one was like so much superior than the other for some reason? I guess I disrespected the Braves a little bit, but now after watching them do that, I'm like, wow, they, you know, this is a team that, you know, 
we talk about momentum or whatever, but I just think in general, like this is a team that is sort of built for this in a weird way, even though the bullpen leaves a little bit to be desired. And that, like Ethan said, that's the difference maker for me, but I agree that this Braves lineup can probably give the Dodgers some trouble. Um, even if, you know, the, the Dodgers did a pretty good job in most of those games against the Giants lineup that I don't, I don't know if I like the Braves lineup more so than the Giants lineup. I, I think a little bit just because Brandon Belt wasn't in it. Um, and then I think that the Braves starting three pitchers, probably I like that depth more than I like the Giants starting three pitchers um, besides Logan Webb. So I, I agree with Ethan. This could be a pretty decent series, even though people are like, all right, Giants, Dodgers, that was the World Series. Eh, not quite, but probably in the end, I would agree that the Dodgers are going to win. But I think that this is all the makings, even if it's a five-game series of each game being a close game. It's like, sure. it's like oh, they won in five, they beat them up. It's like, yeah, but they won five to four, two to one, three to two, and four to three. Like, it's like, you know, it's kind of one of those. Koki, while we're while we're kind of you know trying to find nitpicking things that we can maybe you know see the see the Braves finding a way to pull this out. I mean, do you put any stock at all, or does it not matter in the slightest um, that you know the Dodgers did have to go through a little bit more personnel pitching wise to to get that win in Game Five, and now you know while the while the Braves were resting up, and you know does that does that have any impact at all, or do you think that this Dodgers team is deep enough that that Game Five really doesn't matter? Um. That last series that the Dodgers just went through gave me a little more pause to their team because I don't know if they quite have the pitching depth that I totally expected them to have, even though I mean, they, they certainly do have dudes. But, I mean, it would have been nice if Clayton Kershaw was healthy. You know, they need that extra bit of insurance that I think really would have put them over the top in this series. But I think the offense, although I've been saying pretty consistently that the two AL offenses, the Red Sox and the Astros, have been better this season and better in the postseason pretty consistently than the Dodgers lineup. I mean, the Dodgers should have won game three um, if it weren't for the wind, basically. I mean, they were hitting the ball much harder than the Giants in that game. I mean, the, the numbers show it. The exit velocities, it wasn't even close. Um, and they deserved to win that game. That Gavin Lux home run is a home run. That Gavin Lux fly ball is a home run almost every, in almost every single park in almost any, any single scenario. Well, it was um, a ball rough hit. Oh, okay, okay Mr. Giant. Um, <laughs> um, but I... I think the Dodgers were the better team over the Giants, um, even though I do have a couple question marks about them um, after this series. Uh, but now heading into this series against the Braves, the Braves are conflicting to me because they were an 88 win team. Um, that, that's less wins than the Seattle Mariners. And I know the Mariners were lucky to get their 89, 90 wins, but at the same time, uh, how good is this Braves team really? Um, and, I, and I think they did get a pretty good matchup with the Brewers and the Brewers offense just didn't perform to the level that I expected them to. I didn't expect them to be a juggernaut, but I didn't expect them to be totally incompetent like they were in that series. So um, I think we'll see, yeah. I, I, but I, I, I definitely, I the Dodgers just have more talent and, and the bullpens are really is what really is going to decide the series because the Dodgers have, just have the much, much better bullpen. Yeah. Ethan, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come right to you here in a second. I, I have a question. Sure. Go for I have it. a question. For actually for the panel, are we at all concerned about the Dodgers lineup after they got shut down quite a bit by the Giants pitching? Are, are I am we worried? I mean, I am that? a little. I think they got a little unlucky in the series, but overall, I think we should be at least a little bit concerned. I think, um, 
I think overall, when you look at this from a matchup standpoint, though, like it, it doesn't it does interest me that you've got a Braves team that, you know, they went from they went from playing arguably the worst offensive remaining team in the playoffs. to now they're going to face a team that historically this season, granted, against a very good, you know, Giants pitching staff, they didn't look quite as on fire, but they're not going against one of the better offensive teams. And then you have a team in the in the Dodgers that had to deal with a really good Giants pitching staff. And now they're going to get a chance to take cracks at some of these Atlanta pitchers that just have not been quite as good this season when you dig into the numbers. So uh, we'll go around the horn. We'll get some picks and some final thoughts here. But I guess from my perspective, that's kind of what I'm approaching this as. I do agree. I think that Atlanta has the firepower to make some of these games interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, I just I think the Dodgers are still far and away, even without Kershaw. I think they're still the better team. I'm taking the Dodgers in five. Ethan, we'll kick it to you for final thoughts and we'll head around the horn for picks. Um, I think to say that the Giants pitching is a lot better than Atlanta's is a little disrespectful to their starters. Uh, they've been quite good at the end of the year. It, it is that bullpen that's the big difference, though the Giants bullpen had some problems against the Dodgers as well. I don't know. I don't, first of all, I don't know what the Giants need to do to get respect. They beat the Dodgers in the regular season and then took them to game five and were one run down in, in game five. I'm very curious to see what the Giants do next year because I don't think they'll be this good. But it's just to wrap up that, I, I think it's really interesting. I think this is a good Giants team, but I don't think the Braves are that far away. I don't. And it's almost the Giants situation. I bring them up because I almost feel like the Braves are getting disrespected and I want to pick them because they're getting disrespected. But I, I just can't pick against the Dodgers. I, I think Dodgers in six, but the Braves make this incredibly close. And I wouldn't be stunned if the Braves go to the World Series. Alex, we'll come to you next. Final thoughts and your, uh, your pick in this series, sir. The more I think about it now, I'm actually not overly concerned with the Dodgers lineup. I think that this is a Giants team that was like pretty well built to shut them down even a little bit, um, just with the depth of their bullpen. And it's a tough series into not hitter-friendly parks with two teams that are rivals and very close to each other. I, th- I thought it was, it was more of a grinder series than, than it was like going to be this high, you know, action seven to eight ball games kind of a series. So, and they were, they were a man down without Muncie too. I, th- I think what was promising though, was the fact that Cody Bellinger looked better, not just making, you know, harder contact. It, it, the swing looked better. He was hitting the ball harder. And that's, that's, a, that's a huge sign for them. Um, also, I, I wanted to look something up real quick. So, so the Braves were 18 games worse than the Dodgers which is the same mark that the angels were worse than the Astros in the American league West. <laughs> just a little, oh, no. just a little, just a little sprinkle, little tidbit there. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm taking the Dodgers and I'm going to take them at five, but I, I do think that the Braves make a lot of these games pretty close. It's a close five game series, but that's, that's just generally how I think about it. Sure. Koki, your final thoughts and your pick, sir. And then we'll head over to the American league. Yeah, I pretty much agree with these two. Um, I, I have Dodgers in five as well. And I think the bullpen, bullpens are going to matter more in a seven-game series than in a five-game series. And that's the thing that the Braves could sort of hide, especially against a really bad Brewers offense. And in this series, they can't really do that. And I, I expect the Dodgers offense to be at least a little bit better in this series as well. So uh, give me the Dodgers in five. All right. So, you know, before we slide over to the American League, again, going back and looking at our original picks for who we thought was going to be in the World Series on the National League side, everybody had either the Dodgers or the Giants Um, on the American League side. It was a little bit tougher overall, I think, as a group here. Alex or Ethan was rolling with the Rays to win the World Series over the Giants. Um, Alex had the Rays losing to the Dodgers. Koki had the White Sox losing to the Dodgers. I don't know how the guy who only watched eight regular season games somehow 
Hess, the Astros still in. I, I love this lineup. Um, and Koki, we're going to come to you to talk about this lineup first because your team, the Boston Red Sox, are going to be in the matchup here in the ALCS. Um, I guess, you know, you're going to have to be a believer in momentum if you think the Red Sox are going to continue rolling the way they did. But they proved that they've got a lot of pieces um, against that Rays team. So what is kind of your overall assessment of this series? And what, if anything, gives you any confidence that the Red Sox could find a way to pull this off? I think before the Lance McCullers injury, you kind of had to stretch and claw to make a case for the Red Sox because these are two very similar teams. And you basically have to bank on a momentum and B Houston, just not hitting the ball quite as well. And that the Red Sox pitching can outperform the White Sox pitching at least well to, to what we expect the White Sox pitching would be, but even that would be a bit of a stretch, but without McCullers, Ooh, I, 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 it's like the Astros. I don't know how they're going to be putting in, put, put innings to these, putting these innings, innings together, together, man. Um, if Framber Valdez in game one, I, I'd be fairly confident if I were an Astros fan heading into that game, but the same, and especially, I think that's a mismatch against um, Chris Sale, but then in game two, Diavaldi versus Luis Garcia advantage Red Sox, <laughs> you know, um, and, and that, and, and now we're, and we're not even getting into the fact that um, the Astros bullpen isn't the strongest unit as well. Um, if the Red Sox can mash against this, against that right, against that raised vaunted bullpen, there's no reason why they can't do it against the Astros. Um, and if you want to be an optimist about the Red Sox, I, I think that's um, one thing you can definitely put your finger on, but if you want to be a little bit more pessimistic, I mean, can any offense keep up with the with the amount of mashing that that Red Sox lineup was in the last three games of the series? I mean, four, what, 14 runs in game two and six runs apiece in games uh, three and four? And, and, and arguably, they should have had even more runs given how hard they were hitting the ball at in those two games at Fenway Park. Can they keep that up? I mean, that's hard to keep up in general. Um, and if, if they can, then I think they can win the series because there's no McCullers and it's not like the Astros really had the pitching to sort of um, combat that Red Sox offense. And then on the flip side, I mean, Alex Cora is really good at managing his, managing his bullpen, managing his starters. And I mean, if they can get, if they can get anything out of Chris Sale, that's going to go a huge, really, really long way, especially if Pavetta and Hook can keep on pitching that like, like as, at the level as they've already been pitching so far this postseason. So uh, give me a second to pick a team because I don't really this publicly. I don't really know what I'm going to do. I kind of want to hear what these two guys say because they're out of kind of out of the fight. No, um, you're good. You're so. good. We, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come back around. Like we always do for picks. So you've got, you've got a second for that, Alex. I think, you know, regardless of um, regardless of what we think about who's going to come out on top, this series has the potential to be a blast. You're talking about the two teams, with the highest postseason OPS. The Red Sox come into this with the postseason OPS as a team of 919. Astros come in at 803. And these are also the two worst remaining pitching teams in that same in, in team ERA. And granted, a small sample size it doesn't really matter, but these are probably going to be high scoring games. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I'm expecting some fireworks in this series for sure. Yeah, the, 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 the anti-Dodgers Giants series kind of in a sense where, yeah, yeah there's going to be a lot of runs. And it's, uh, it's like, can the Astros, can the Red Sox lineup keep up with this Astros lineup? But at the same time, they're facing worse pitching than the Astros will be facing. So, the, I mean, 
I was ready to just give this to the, not give it away because that'd be disrespectful to the Red Sox, but like, I was ready, like with McCullers, at least you have the guy who can set, you know, set the bar. Then you go to Framber Valdez and then you can sort of piece it together after that. But the, just the deeper you get into it, is Jaco Derizzi going to start in game four? He's on the roster. He might which, start game four. And he's uh, been terrible this year. Yeah, so exactly. I, yeah, so, you don't want to rely on a guy like that. And what's Granky's status? I, I, he, I might that seems up in the air. What? He might they start were, a game. They, I mean, he might have to. They were keeping him around as like the emergency guy, but not the fill-in for Lance McCullers guy, but they might for, have to force their hand to start Granky in the game. Like, that's scary. Like, if you're <laughs> with the Astros, like, that's not great. Um, neither bullpen's amazing, but it, it just, like, the Red Sox starters, I just have more faith in that they would be able to put in at least a few more quality innings than the Astros starters, and could that be the difference in the series? Or the yeah. fact that I like the Astros lineup. Of, the Red Sox lineup's great, and it, and it did an unbelievable job against an unbelievable pitching staff and, and, and against Tampa Bay. But I, I mean, this 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 Astros lineup just dominated the the, the White Sox. The, the the Red Sox got the big hits when they needed to to win those tight games against the Rays. The Astros lineup just buried the Red Sox in three of those games. And it, it's like if the Red Sox can be just a little bit of a speed bump, then the Red Sox do have the juice to pass them up. And, and so this could be a really entertaining, really tight series even if it's in a completely opposite direction of what we saw in a few series in the beginning uh, in, in the, in the divisional round with like the Braves Brewers and the Dodgers and the Dodgers uh, Giants. So I, I, I don't want to make my pick yet either. I just want to hear, I, I think we, <laughs> we all need to spew. I think we only just spew everything out and then we can kind of pick all the pieces and you're like, okay, yes, right. That was a good point. That's the, and just kind of calculate it that way because I, I, I think this Astros lineup can be dominant still against this Red Sox pitching just because playoff Uvalde has been fantastic, but this is the best lineup he's going to be facing so far. And then also, you know, Chris sales, there's an inconsistency there. And then after that, you're relying on like Eduardo Rodriguez, who got a little unlucky this year, but still it's, it's, it's a tough lineup to go up against. So I'm just kind of curious what now Ethan you think about it too. Yeah. uh, This, series was incredibly close to me before Lance McCullers got hurt. I, I think I said it before the Rays series. I said, I, I, I love the Rays and I picked them to win the world series, but the Red Sox have the weird playoff juju, man. They're pushing dudes around in carts. The home runs have been incredibly timely. We got like dudes like Nick Pavetta coming in and being Madison Bumgarner for somehow. Like, they've got that weird aura about them where it's like, Oh, this team is like playoff hot. And that's that's terrifying if you're the 2013 guy, yeah this They've team's got, got 2013 kind of vibes yeah you're right oh absolutely and yeah. i think the astros should be quaking in their boots they should be terrified of this red sox team because if, if we break this down that's the kind of x factor not what's well, on the field but not the you know kind of the not really measurable thing is i think the juju magic the red sox have right now but if you just look at what they've done on the field this year, and I look more second half and playoffs, the Red Sox and Astros lineup to me are almost identical. I, I, it's almost a wash for me. I, I think maybe the Astros lineup is slightly better, but I, I think it's really close. I think Schwarber and Kike Hernandez have turned into Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth somehow. 
yeah, during these playoffs. Playoff Kike is, is a real thing. Yeah. It's been unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and, and for that reason, I think the lineups are pretty much a wash. So then you have to turn to the pitching and boy, without McCullers, I don't think it's close. I think the Red Sox have stepped up their pitching in the postseason, whereas the Astros, I, I know I picked the White Sox. That was stupid. Like, I don't regret my Giants pick. I regret the, the White Sox pick. I don't think the White Sox are that good. And, and they kind of contended a little bit with the Astros, whereas I thought they contended a little more with the Astros than the Rays did with the Red Sox in some senses. And I know the games were closer to the Red Sox than Rays, but I felt like the Red Sox were in control of that series the whole time. In game three, I felt like the Astros might be slipping a little bit, and they said, forget that. And in game four, it took care of it. But maybe that's just how I was feeling when I was watching it. But I, the Red Sox are on one right now. And I trust Alex Cora with a better arsenal of pitchers more than I trust Dusty Baker with a worse arsenal of pitchers. Let me just put it that way. I, I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. And I think that the McCullers thing, obviously, that's the biggest wrinkle that gets thrown into this. I think that's what everybody's going to focus on. And, you know, granted, these two teams, postseason ERA-wise, you know, it's a little bit close. But in terms of opposing batting average, that has been different. Houston's batting pitching, average. I mean, I whatever. You Unbelievable. Know, 291 to 207. I can bring now. it up. This is not strictly an analytical podcast. I'm not out here throwing out XFIP. Are you looking at wins? Um, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man. I'm not overly simple, but like, hey, at least I've still got both my World Series picks in. Um, I agree with you guys. I think the McCullers thing makes this incredibly close, and I think it was already relatively close before that. But I, I still, I still think that if you want to talk about that postseason energy, there's still an unfinished business energy around these Astros that they want to prove they can do it without the trash can saga. I know that that kind of got lost in the pandemic, and a lot of people are still bringing it up. I don't know. Ryan Tapera saw something. If they come back and they win, especially if, so they win, weird. especially if they win over the Dodgers, right? Like that gives them that validation of like, look, say what you will, but we could have done it anyway. And we've proven that now. And I think that the energy is about the same between these two. I think everything is awfully close, but I'm taking, I'm still rolling with the Astros. I'm taking Houston in seven. Um, I'm sticking with my original world series pick there. I think that they're going to roll through and play the Dodgers. Um, Ethan, we'll come back to you. Actually, Koki, we'll come to you here for the first pick. You've had, you've had plenty of time to stew this over. Um, and you're a resident Boston fan. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who are you picking? Go ahead and, uh, we'll, we'll get some picks here around the horn. <laughs> also, during I, the jinx, I was, I was going to make a pick and then I'm like, I don't want to jinx my team. During the recording, I, I got I got Alex feet. You know, I got cold feet, oh. Alex feet, whoever you want to call it. And you don't pick that, that led to me correctly picking the upset of the Titans over the Ravens. I, I knew it was going to happen. Really quickly, I did. I did. <laughs> while you guys were talking, I did pay for the upgraded Zoom package, so I'm hoping it auto renews. But we have two minutes and six seconds remaining on this original call, so we'll we'll see how this goes. But Koki, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know what? up a little bit. I'm gonna put you on the spot. You know what? Yeah. Screw it. Red Sox and six. Give me it. <laughs> there it is. All right, beautiful. Alex, your uh, your pick for this series. I had a really strange sort of metaphor that came into my head about this Red Sox team when, when Ethan was talking about their juju and their momentum and all that kind of stuff. It seemed like in the last game of the season when they almost blew it to the Nationals, it's like for some reason a game of Mario Kart came into my head where they, they got like stuck in the mud and kind of found their way out of it. And then as soon as they beat the Yankees, they, they, they found that rainbow boost. They, they really just like boom, went right after it. Because once they beat the Yankees, what is happening? They turn everything around. 
And I, it just seemed like that that's the momentum they have right now. They're winning tight games against good teams. And it just, I don't know. It's Ethan's right. There's something weird with this team. And I think beating the Yankees has a little bit to do with it. I feel like that just gives you a boost. Um, that being said, I think that this Astros lineup is good enough to get to the Red Sox. And I think that they can, they can do it just enough to kind of si- not silence up, but barely win. But I think that the, this Red Sox team's a hell of a story, and I think that they'll take them to seven. So I'll say I'll pick Astros in seven. But I don't, I don't think this is a very confident pick. I think this could really go either way. Well, if we've learned one thing today, it's that Alex has watched more baseball than he has played Mario Kart. Ethan, we're in the final minute, assuming it doesn't auto refresh. I don't know what those boosts are called. Whatever, whenever you drive over, it's like just the, the invincibility rainbow. star. That's all it is. No, no, he's talking about Nerd. the ones on the ground with the arrows. Oh, yeah, what is that called? Okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's okay, called. Okay. I anyway. Thank you, Ethan. Your your pick here, sir. Okay, I stand by what I said about the Red Sox and the Juju Magic. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, after a brief delay, uh, for whatever reason, Zoom, I followed the link. I paid the money. They shook me down for my $15, and it still cut the recording off right in the middle of Ethan's pick. On the bright side, we now have infinite time for Alex's Mario Kart analogy. So if we want to roll like another hour and a half worth of that, I am here for that. Um, and also really quickly, I want to promote uh, the podcast episode live on air that Koki Riley and I did where we picked our, uh, our Mario football lineups. Uh, for about an hour and a half because it was it was spring break and no one was there. Uh, we did sure that, yeah. That but anyway, Ethan, you were cut off. Uh, you were about to make your pick here uh, in this series. Yeah, Ethan Jordan, who you got? So the Red Sox have the juju magic. They've got better pitching now with Nathan Eovaldi and no Lance McCullers Jr. Here's the <laughs> I also had an analogy. Mine wasn't as good. Ethan, the universe spared you. You literally cut out. Your analogy did not make it in. So you want, you want to run that bias again? <laughs> yeah. So my analogy is this. The Red Sox shouldn't have made the playoffs, right? They, they, they weren't expected to make the playoffs. Then they beat the Yankees. They've been playing with what we call house money. The Red Sox got a free $5 bet from one of these apps. And they put it on some like 12-leg monster parlay and you think oh whatever it's a free bet i don't care then when about 10 of the 12 games you bet on hit all of a sudden you really care the red sox have hit on 10 or 11 of the games that they bet on and now they're really invested and they want to win this thing and i think they can give me the red sox i i was going to pick the red sox even before mccullers was announced to not be on the roster and now i'm but it's not even close for me. I don't think this is going to be a close series. Red Sox in five. Whoa. Going to the World Series. 2018 rematch. I want to see Red Sox Braves because somehow that's never happened in the World Series. But Red Sox Dodgers, lock it in, baby. Five. 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 See, no, that's the part that gets me, right? Like, Red Sox, okay. Five? Wow. All right. I like it. Also, Wait, I, we're, we're now going to have – I'm going to call it an analogy mandate. Uh, every participant on the show has to have one deep-rooted analogy per show. That's That's got to be it. No, um, we just need I want an analogy for this. So, Koki, I'm hearing yours next. You have to come up with it on the spot. What is your analogy? And we're going we're gonna to have the fans pick the best one after the show. Uh, Koki, 
if you can't think of one, just go with the old Colin Cowherd route and just relate it to divorce somehow. You know, the Red Sox, the Red Sox lineup, it's a lot like an unsuccessful marriage. You know, sometimes everything works and you think to yourself, it's never going to get any better than this. But sometimes it doesn't. And you just got to tank and blow it up and start over three times. I'm Colin Coward. But, but the Red Sox. That was, that was spot on. Actually. Thank you. <laughs> the, Red, the Red Sox, you know, Mookie Betts is the ex-wife. But they found, you know, someone new, someone better in Alex Verdugo or maybe Kyle Schwarber. Better. They don't care about Mookie Betts anymore. You know, when Mookie Betts comes in wearing that red dress, they don't even care. You know? They, no. They're happy. They have a <laughs> – I am here to apologize on behalf of all the listeners who are <laughs> listening to terrible analogy after terrible analogy. And, and now are just like, it just drag, they're being dragged through the mud of our, our group chat, but this time it's just audio versions of on text. All right. So, so in conclusion, all four of us picking the Dodgers to win uh, these two taking the Red Sox, Alex and I are sticking with the Astros. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, any, any final thoughts, Alex, we'll come to you first on this. Any final thoughts on any of this, any, anything specifically you're looking at uh, anything you, you're, you know, or is it just kind of pop the TV on and see what happens? Anything, oh anything, God. man, the floor is yours. If you want to just talk about Mario Kart for the next five minutes, you can. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all your, that's your call. So I, I guess Kike would have to be Mario. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I think, I think Ethan said Schwarber was, was, Do- was Donkey Kong. So I okay. So who would Devers be? Kind of a, a big bopper. King K. Rule. King K. What was that? <laughs> King K. Rule for Devers. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. There's uh, no way you're keeping half of this in the podcast, right, Tyler? There's, there's no, it's so all staying in. You think oh I? God. You think I have the time to edit, Koki? So you guys Anthony make Evaldi? fun of me for talking too much. Now, yeah, now we're just Martinez, like comparing Red Sox Bowser. players to Mario Kart. JD Martinez Nathan, is Bowser. Nathan Eovaldi um, is Luigi. Ooh, okay. Okay. That's actually really good. Oh my god. Or Waluigi, because he's like really jointy, you know? It, and Waluigi's a good pitcher in Super Mario Stars. Mario true. Super Slugger. He's nasty. He's Waluigi. I, he's I'm a lefty on, though. Maybe yeah, Chris Sale. Maybe Chris Sale's Waluigi. God damn it. All right. I think I think that's Lanky. I think that's close to all the time. Lanky. Close to all the time we have for today. Uh, Koki, Ethan, anything anything left to add before we uh, wrap it up here? Nothing has ever gone wrong when me and Koki have gone against you and Alex when picking a team that ends in socks. No, not not one time that I can that I can recall at all. Ethan, so, now you're regretting. Now you're making me regret my pick. Like this is not this is not good. You know what? Okay? You know what, Koki? Really quickly though, I will say that's payback because he was he wasn't going to pick the White Sox. You talked him into it on our last show live. So. You know, oh God, this is yeah. this is gonna bite. You did do that. I'm going to have I'm to go- into the Red Sox this time. You though. made you made Ethan check swing on his pick. Okay, okay. We went and on that note, uh, the ALCS is starting very soon. <laughs> this recording, I think we've got about two hours for me to uh, to download this, edit it, and put it out for uh, for all of our fans. But that'll about do it for us. We'll be back uh, with a recap of the ALCS. I'll get to you in just a second. Uh, actually, I'll just get to you now. Why not, Ethan? What you got? <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the ALCS starts in just just a moment with uh, Waluigi on the mound for the Red Sox. All right, all right, sounds good. So Waluigi taking the hill here 
uh, Red Sox Astros ready to get started. We will be back to recap the ALCS and NLCS next week and get a preview of the World Series as October continues to roll on. But I want to say thank you one last time for tuning in. It's been great to have you with us. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure to have the whole old Road to Glory squad back. Uh, and we will see you in a week next time on the TDH Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>